Welcome to this episode of the New Life Christian Fellowship Podcast. Here is your host, Pastor Eric Stillman. For those of you that don't know me, I'm Eric Hesselbach, one of the elders here at the church. This morning I want to look at uh, Psalm 34. So if you have your Bibles, please open to that. I figure we might take a break from the Christmas season to talk about Thanksgiving, if you're on board with it. I set up my tree on Friday, so I'm I'm guilty. Before before we look at Psalm 34, I want to take a, a, a look at the backstory of David and where he's coming from in this place as he writes this psalm. And we see in 1 Samuel 17 through 22, uh, the backstory of David in 17, uh, David and Goliath, the battle of David and Goliath in the Valley of Elah. And it's interesting, during that time, Saul was going to give him his uniform, go out, fight the Philistines, and he says in First or First Samuel, sorry, seventeen forty-five. David said to the Philistines, "You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of Hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head, and I will give the dead bodies of the hosts of." the hosts of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know the Lord saves not with a sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give give you into our hands." Not so great with the slides today, are we? So we see David, and then he goes from there and works with Saul some more. David defeated many men and had much success. And then something came over Saul. David had a little bit more success, and then Saul sought to kill him. Jonathan and David became close and spoke. Jonathan spoke with Saul, and David was back on Saul's good graces. There was another war, and then David escaped yet again. David and Jonathan made an agreement. Jonathan said, I'm going to go and talk to Saul, and I'm going to get you back on his good graces. The new moon feast is tonight. And I'll talk to him during that feast. During that feast, Saul wanted to kill or wanted David dead even more. So Jonathan uh, went out to the field where David was hiding, did this arrow thing. He said, If I shoot next to you, you're in Saul's graces. If I shoot behind you, no good, run. Shot the arrows behind him. So Jonathan had his arrow boy go grab that, take the bow, bring it back to town. And David and Jonathan had a moment at that time where they wept and they talked. 
and yet again David had to flee. He went to Nam and spoke to a priest about getting food and a weapon. He said, the only weapon I have is Goliath's sword. So David took it. David then escaped to Gath, and there he acts insane. And the reason is they had recognized him as the mighty David, who had so much success. So at that point, he acted insane out of fear of his success and their recognition of him. He leaves there to go to the cave. And that's where we pick it up in First Psalm or Sam, First Samuel 22 is where we see him in the cave. A little backstory. So we see David running for his life, fear of his enemies. He's alone. He's isolated, and ends up in a cave. Can anybody relate? So let's look at Psalm 34. I'm reading from the ESV version. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us extol his name together. What are you thankful for? During this time, what are you thankful for? Can you praise God in this time of fear, isolation, loneliness, this virus, this pandemic? Let's take some time right now and pray to God and share with Him how thankful we are. So you can close your eyes. Just take a moment. Heavenly Father, be with us this morning. Your love, your grace be upon us. We thank you for life. We thank you for breath. We thank you for this day. And we thank you for gathering us together as your family. In Jesus' name, amen. So why did David uh, seek the Lord during this time? They're helping me. Uh, he could have done so many different things, but he sought the Lord. His faith was in God. His past experiences with God, these all helped him. And knowing that God is his refuge. He's not looking at his circumstances while he's in this cave. He's looking towards God. So how can we thank God during this time of fear and isolation? Well, Psalm 34 breaks down into two sections. You get section 1 through 8, and then you get section 9 through 22. 
1 through 8, verses 1 through 8 is a type or a testimony of praise to God. Verses 9 through 22 are a personal observation of life and what's going on around. Charles Spurgeon calls uh, verses 9 through 22 the sermon. So in this first section, how do we give thanks during times of fear and isolation? Well, I think before, we need to humble ourselves before God, before the Lord. Verse 2, he says, My soul makes it boasts in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. I want to encourage us to be humble before the Lord, that the way we do this is understanding who God is, his grandness, that he created everything, and that we're, we're part of his creation. And if we understand that and that the story's not about me or you, but we're in the story of God's story, we can be humble. It comes down to an understanding of the gospel and what God did for us. That Jesus led that perfect life, died the sacrificial death, and was raised conquering Satan, sin, and death. That we're all equal at the cross. That gives me no right to be better than you. We're all equal at the cross. Romans 3, 23 through 27 says this, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forth as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. To be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the perfect time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By what kind of law of works? No, but by the law of faith. We're all equal at the cross. We're all brothers and sisters in this church family. We need to come together as this church family, as a community of grace, as broken people coming together, supporting one another, encouraging one another. First John 1 7 says, But if we walk in the light, As he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from sin. Romans 12, 16 says this, Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Humble yourselves before the Lord. Let us come together in this family, in God's family, through grace. The second point I see is this, seek the Lord. 
continue reading Psalm 4. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and I delivered, he delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angels of the Lord encamps, and those who fear him are around those who fear him and deliver them. Excuse me. In seeking the Lord, I want to encourage you to talk to God, to pray to God. I had this, uh, this dream a couple of weeks ago. Um, we were with some friends from the church and we went to like a retreat center. It was a nice cabin setting. And I woke up early in the morning and walking down the hall, we all have our own little bedrooms. I'm walking down the hall and I hear people talking. And I'm like, well, there's nobody else in that room. Who are they talking to? And then I had this aha moment. Oh, they're talking to Jesus. Now, if you're like me, I usually pray within my head or talk to God within my head, but it's okay to talk out loud to God. I want to encourage you to do that. If you don't, if you do, good job. We can be in this cave of isolation, but God is our refuge and we need to seek him, seek coverage from him. Though, though we may have a roof over our head in the physical, we need God in the spiritual. We need our heavenly father protecting us. So I want to encourage you as well to spend time in the word. Next year here at New Life, we're going to be doing the Bible in a year. So we're going to read through the Bible in a year. I'm very excited for that and want to encourage you to get into the word and come to know God, know him more, deeper, intimate, talking to him. And again, I want to encourage you to do life together, that we need community, that we need our brothers and sisters, that in community groups, so whether you meet weekly in a community group, you have an inner circle, whatever you have, I want you to, I want to encourage you in that, to do life together, to have that circle, to be a part of that. And within that, praying, within that reading God's word together, my Thursday night group, we're working through 1 Corinthians. And we go around the room or the Zoom. And this guy reads two verses, this guy reads two verses. And we all read. And for a couple of weeks, we weren't doing that. And then recently, we are doing that. Um, and as we started doing that, I'm thinking, why haven't we been doing this the whole time? Because it's just so powerful to hear somebody else read the scripture as you're reading with them. Galatians chapter 6 verses 1 through 5. Brothers, if anyone is caught in transgressions, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, 
and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbors, for each will have to bear their own load. When we come together, we can help each other. Here's what's going on in my life. Here's what's going on in my life. Oh, I was there, you know, and I can have this encouragement for you. Or I have no clue, but, you know, talk to this person. And it's so important to come together. Hebrews 10, 24. Which is not in here. Is it there? Twelve. Typo. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day draw near. That we need to come together to encourage each other. That during these times we can pray together, seek the Lord together, read his word together. Then we see an interesting point in verse 7. The angel of the Lord encamps. I thought that was quite interesting because I don't really think about that much. I don't know if you do. Um, we see the physical world. We see our circumstances, what's going on in front of us. But do we think about God in the spiritual realm, what's going on around us in that realm? Well, Hebrews 10, 12, verse 1 says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so deeply and so close, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Although David's alone, he's not alone. Although we may feel alone, we're not alone. The, the, the cloud of witnesses that is around us that we don't see. The last point I see here, fear God and you will not lack. Fear God and you will not lack. Go back into Psalm, verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you saints, for those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongues from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Taste and see that the Lord is good. This physical taste like you taste your food, taste and see that the Lord is good. And then we see in verse 14, turn from evil and do good, seek peace and pursue it. 
So we have a taste and see the Lord is good. And then we have an action of faith. That in following God, in fearing God, we take that action of seeking good or doing good and not evil. See, this fear of God is more of a great respect for who God is, for his holiness, that we walk in that, knowing who our Heavenly Father is. God is so much bigger than what we're going through. The circumstances we're going through. God is so much bigger. So turn from your circumstances to God. God is our protector, our provider, our refuge. Turn to God during these times. Continue in verse 15. The eyes of the Lord are towards the righteous, and his ears towards their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to cut off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cries for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them. He keeps all his bones, not not one of them is broken. Afflictions will slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. So seek to know God and his righteousness. Seek to know God and his righteousness. That as we respect God for who he is, the creator of all things... Respect his holiness, seek him. Seek to know God and his righteousness. Jesus said this Matthew six thirty three. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. In this passage, Jesus is talking about what we eat, what we drink, what we're gonna wear. Don't worry about the circumstances. Focus your eyes on God. First Peter 3.10-12 through 12 says, For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. This reflects some of Psalm 34 and what David is talking about. This fear, is it emotion-based? Is it our attitude? When we think about respecting God, what, what do you think about? See, because I think in this psalm and in what Peter says, it's a call to action. It's that faith that David had in the valley 
when he conquered the Philistines, that faith in God. It's an exercise of our faith to do good and not evil. Scripture says this in Philippians 4, verse 4 through 7, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. At all times, we're called to praise God, especially during times of fear and isolation. And so I want to encourage you to taste and see the Lord is good, that he cares for us, that he loves us, that his mercy and grace is with us. And through Jesus, we have reason for praise, for thanksgiving, and joy during these tough times. Will you join me in prayer? Father, thank you for your word. I pray that... uh, Pray that your word would take root in our hearts, um, that you would transform our mind, that you would encourage us, that although none of this is new information, I just pray that during these tough times, during this virus, this pandemic, we don't live in the cave of isolation, but we rally around community, around our brothers and sisters, our church family, and that we do this life together and not alone in the cave. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the New Life Christian Fellowship Podcast. We are located at 1155 Silas Dean Highway in Wethersfield, Connecticut, and can be found online at newlife-ct.org. No redistribution or use of any kind of this recording is allowed without express written consent of New Life Christian Fellowship. 